0: the wanderers in all gold and black. You better retreat because we're on the attack. The strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. We're Wolverhampton, we're on our
1: way back. Well... Hello everybody. Welcome to episode 328. That is three, it's two and it's eight. And you know where you bloody well are. It's the NSWALVES Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. And after last week's location setting, I'm delighted to say that there may still be some sound interference because, and apologies in advance, the waves might be crashing outside my hotel room against the white sand and the beach coral. I might be slurping. In between a sip of rum punch and a pina colada. Yes, I'm still away. I'm still in Barbados. However, that doesn't stop me. That doesn't stop us. That doesn't stop the Wolf's Potty family from recording a podcast this week. And I'm delighted to be joined by someone who's in just as glamorous setting as we speak. I can see the coat rack from behind him in the back bedroom, in the closet, in the basement that is somewhere in the West Midlands. Please come in. Wolverhampton Wonders reporter for The Express and Star and Shropshire Star, Mr. Liam Keen.
0: i tell you what, life what? is good. Oh! I feel good. Oh! I feel fresh.
1: Oh! I feel, I feel ready. Oh no, sorry, I've just got, someone just knocked on the next door, I don't need that. First first time I've got a bit of action this week, crikey. <laughs> I,
0: I may still be, as you've already alluded to, yeah, in the basement. Okay. I may still be dwelling with the slugs at the bottom of this dingy... <laughs> i hope i family don't hear me say this i was it's, gonna say to
1: listen to this how long will they put you up for <laughs> that's
0: all good then carry I'm on messing. carry on but mm. can you hear this oh i am holding
1: is that some the... sort of a rattle
0: Is I'm it holding is it some
1: sort of a bit of an aid is it is it is it handcuffs Fuzzy? is it a
0: bird is it a plane i am holding the keys To the rest of my life. To my future. The keys to the new house are here, baby. You love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea you had that queued up.
1: Absolutely, baby. Celebration. Come on, baby. Celebrate Celebrate good good times. times, Come on. on. Oh, it feels good. I've had that queued up for three and a half years. That's (laughs) how long I feel like it's taken to get you into a house, lad. But congratulations. Every one of the 10, 12, 13,000 that listen are clapping here now. They're delighted for you. Well done, Mr Liam Keane. You finally got the keys to your your love nest.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It feels good. We got them on Monday. Boom. Boom. Monday night and uh, today, this is Tuesday evening, we're recording this, um, mm-hmm. I've been moving boxes and yeah, it's oh, been, wow. it's been yeah, pretty, yeah, a lot of work, a lot of hassle and then tomorrow, Wednesday, I've got the uh, got the day off work, I've got a van booked and I'm um, going to moving all the big furniture and then we're good to go, man, we're good to go. We'll be getting the bed set up and there will be um, action. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs>
0: i couldn't help it uh oh, yeah wow wow we've got a Christmas new good.
1: house i meant for i meant making an omelette you know what i mean a bit of beans on toast exactly. you've got to do a take first night you move in so when are you official when's your first night you're staying over
0: well provided that we've got somewhere to actually sleep we've got everything sort of put together uh well the bed frames put together we're not actually getting wi-fi for another week which is a little bit annoying it's the earliest they okay. could do so we're gonna have to be sort of back and forth a little bit but one i second, think our I'm first just... one second it... just
1: stop i'm just asking one second Tim Spears, are you free next wow. week? Wow. Spe- no <laughs> Wi-Fi, keen. Go on, carry on. So said. Wow.
0: Go. So I think we'll yeah we'll probably be staying over there sort of probably towards the end of this week uh, or mm. weekend latest of that think. thing. So yeah, well we'll have a we'll have a night there soon. We're gonna pop the bubbly and have a few. Oh yeah, get, get some food got. in. Yeah, it'd be nice. Um, should be good, mate. I'm happy, very happy. We finally got there.
1: So. When are the Wolfspotty family and me coming for your housewarming? More importantly,
0: yeah, it's an interesting, interesting question. Um, <laughs> there should be invites going out, but hopefully, you know, you know what the royal mail are like. They might oh, the terrible, mate. While, I, watched, I watched
1: the I watched the three part series. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so you
0: never know what might happen. Um, no, look, we'll absolutely be having you round. Don't you worry about that. Um, am I going to stretch to a um, a barbecue offer of my own? I don't think so if I'm honest um but we'll what, see more on that later. Know. if wolves keep, uh if wolves keep uh performing and providing then I might get a bit excited and uh, and throw an offer out there
1: oh I lo- I, you you love to see it there's absolutely no chance that'll happen but i like the way that you're insinuating it giving people hope um that's great mate so lifting heavy boxes how are the how are the old um you know are you, are you lifting with your legs um, is your form good are you struggling with some heavy boxes or is your body a temple and you're using it as a bit of a weight session
0: well it's it's fortunate that I'm in the you know the, the ridiculous shape I am in because it's you know, yeah exactly it just helps to uh to get it all done but I'll tell you what I you know I've been doing it on my own in my car the last night and tonight just moving stuff completely on my own, letting Rosie sort of start unpacking things and do all that um it's it's thirsty work it's difficult um mm. so I'm you know probably having pints every night to celebrate as a wow. as a pints. you know. You, you might, you might, you might as well reward yourself, um, and uh, yeah. So the diet and yeah, all that kind of stuff gone a little. It's not terrible because I'm still cooking, you know, dinners and stuff. But it's been a little bit hit and miss while we're on the move, and especially tomorrow, it's going to be a big day moving the big sofas and you know tables and chairs, all this kind of stuff. So um, yeah, we're almost there. We're getting there. The Wi-Fi thing's a little bit annoying. To, um, so you've got to. Cre- yeah, I'll, I'll work around it.
1: Yeah it's um what i was going to say is like first night you stay over you've got to just you know no chairs or the sofa still could be and you've got to get a takeaway you've got to get a takeaway but what take what's your go-to takeaway first 100%. night what are you going to go for is it see i think you're going to get, i would go china i think if you could do any takeaway i think Chinese is probably your ultimate although fish and chips for me comes pretty close a really good fish and chips but i think just because you know you're still graduating youth-wise you're wow. probably still going to go for something kiddie like pizza still.
0: <laughs> I do I do love a pizza. Pizza's up there with one of my favourite takeaways. It has to be. It's funny. We've already had this conversation because it's obviously one of the most important things you've got to do is oh, get a takeaway the most. Um yeah. So there's a really, really good fish and chip place near me, which Ooh. I've thought about now as you've mentioned it. My sort of go-to would be make either pizza or or a curry an indian curry yeah do a doula an indian but we've already decided what we're doing oh go on we are doing chinese
1: oh you are nice which is not
0: always my go-to i do like it a lot i love it but i Mm. always tend to go for other things but there's one that was actually near our old rented place that we we used to live in um that is really good that we're gonna that we're gonna get in i'm actually embarrassingly excited about the food probably more than anything and obviously popping the champagne of course
1: obviously you've got to do that i don't think of popping that night i tell you that um (laughs) back back in the old judah judah slightly larger days um and people know my my mcdonald's order which used to be four single cheeseburgers a super-sized fries 20 chicken nuggets and a super-sized diet coke um if i did go and um ex- wow. escape double geography back in my 16 year old days or 17 year old days and i could drive the car i used to just basically drive to the local cricket car park and eat i used to go via the fish and chip shop where wow. not many people are there around like one o'clock in the afternoon one thirty in the heat i used to go there two bread cakes two chip butties full of salt and vinegar, and then a bag of scraps to finish off and then two diet cokes not great for me
0: i mean it does sound pretty good
1: (laughs) (laughs) good. Um, Uh,
0: genuinely every time you bring this up because i you know ever since i've known you you've not been this person i find this so difficult to imagine you being like that It's, it's like it's like a like a totally different human being
1: it is, and, and, and you know, I'm talk, talking about, you know, a bit of bow action for you. Didn't get a lot back in those days. I'm stunned, really, to I'm be honest. I'm shocked, but mate. Really I'm am. Absolutely shocked. I tell you, I tell you who else shocked. Wolverhampton Wanderers shocked the nation. Not, not Wolverhampton Wanderers fans, because we know what they can do, but they shocked the capital. They shook it once again, Liam Keane. Spurs 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2. You were there. You were amongst it. You amongst Gary O'Neill giving it the three fists at the end. You amongst Jao Gomez having a stunning game. Nelson Semedo having a stunning game. Pedro Neto's run. What was it like, my friend? Are you still enjoying the the sweet, sweet taste of success against, in inverted commas, for the rest of the nation, all the odds, baby?
0: You know, I love going to the Spurs Stadium. I really do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, It's a brilliant stadium. Um, From a media point of view, the facilities are brilliant. The food's lovely. uh, The people are nice. I think think it's just a great venue to watch football. Now, it's particularly a good venue when Wolves once again turn up in town and show the Londoners how it's done. Wolves were more than good value for this win um and particularly on a on a first half performance um that was to a t tactically perfect and mm-hmm. that's the for th- the first thing I'm going to mention because we'll go through the individual players as we always do um I've spoken a lot about them over the weekend for obvious reasons there was lots of them that were very very good and you've just mentioned a couple there but Gary O'Neill, I tweeted this on on Sunday as well um deserves a lot of recognition for this his performance as well. Now, he doesn't cross the line, step onto the pitch and, and, and do it. The players themselves deserve the credit for that. But he's set the team up perfectly and it's not the first time by any stretch of the imagination that he's done that. Now, we were a little bit critical early parts of the season where we felt that he got it wrong tactically in a couple of games. Mm-hmm. And that is true. I have to stand by that completely, uh, in my opinion. Um, which is no real surprise because he's not going to get it you know, 100% uh correct 100 percent of the time sure. but he you know he's had a lot more hits than he has misses um particularly when you move on from those first tricky couple of weeks and um it was absolutely perfect um it's, it's that same system again and and look i'm not a tactical genius but i was i was absolutely spot on with what i said in the last poly. oh,
1: oh god <laughs> look at um, that
0: pause it, it, you know the pause is perfect um just like my analysis of where wolves should, uh, how wolves should approach the game. Um, I think Gary should be tapping me up for for, for the info. Um, no, look, I think it, I think he's good, mate. I think he's good. It, I think he's fine. Uh, in all seriousness, it was it was glaringly obvious to anyone. Hence why I said it. Hence why even I could come up with it on the last poddy, That wolves. Don't get me wrong. Wolves um, are comfortable in possession when they have possession. They're they're good at both sides of the game. But they were in more likelihood not going to have the, the majority possession away at Spurs. The way Spurs want to play, the players Mm -hmm. they've got, I think it was likely they were going to have possession. That's exactly what happened. And what Wolves needed to do is be aggressive in the transitions, win the ball at the right times, and attack on the counter-attack and in the transition with devastating pace. And that's exactly what they did. The second goal is the only one of the two that came from a transition, but it was the perfect example of what I was talking about in that last poddy. And that is exactly how Wolves started the game. Credit to Gary O'Neill for the way he set them up because it was it was spot on. Uh, not just the system, but the manner in which they uh, carried out the game plan. And I'll, I'll, I'll finalise this point by picking out one player, um, which we probably won't talk about elsewhere, so I wanted to mention him now. Yeah. Totti Gomez was one of four or five that I said I thought were abs- was absolutely brilliant. I thought he was outstanding um, on, the, on the day. And this comes back to the tactical point that Gary O'Neill set the team up. Totti, as he has done a lot this season was incredibly aggressive, stepped out of defence. Sometimes he's a left-back, sometimes he's a centre-back. He's got that hybrid role that we, we all know and love. Sometimes he steps out of defence, or he wasn't quite often, rather, at Spurs, into midfield, and uh, Pape Sarr for, for Spurs, he was all over him. Every time he was trying to drop into the pocket and pick the mm-hmm. ball up, Totty was on him. And it, that, amongst a lot of the other players we'll talk about, set the tone for Wolves. And that's where they won and had a lot of success. And then you go and see Totti going into the box, that clip the Wolves put out, and he's dancing past defenders and, you know, uh, Ronaldo chopping into the box. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's he's brilliant, but he's not the only one. They, they were well worth the lead at half-time and, and the win overall.
1: It's, um, as a collective performance, and I've seen the game back, or seen the majority of the game back, it was, they didn't score four goals, of course, this time, but it was equally, for me, as impressive as going to Chelsea and just the takeaways from both of those games you know two inside three weeks or two two weeks basically is what 14 days apart from from those victories obviously with the Brentford defeat sandwich in the middle but maybe in previous years maybe under Nuno maybe when spirits were were high when they were having these these big results um they weren't they weren't smash and grab, but they, you know, they have you have to ride. You look at times, but these two games, Wolves have been full value over ninety minutes for their money. No neutral can watch either of those two games, and I'm not gone. The away side there have outplayed the big favourites at home, um, and it was it was like watching a carbon copy of Chelsea. They were outstanding. Wolverhampton Wanderers were the better side in that game over the ninety minutes. There's no luck. There's no, no smash and grab about it. And like you say, that that goes back to Gary O'Neill and how this team is set up. And not only was it was it another sensational performance in London over the course of a fortnight, but to do it without the hat trick hero in the first game, it's just it's quite astonishing and. Yes, I had a a good chat on Wolves Weekly, I think a couple of weeks ago. There was um, myself and Mikey Burrows, and um, and there was Dan Kahn from Sky Sports, and I said, look, if, if Wolves somehow, and we'll come on to it in a little bit, get European football this season, then he's got to be absolutely slap bang in the middle of manager of the season for me. And Dan came back and said, completely agree. However, if Rob Edwards keeps looting up, then he probably gets it and as, and and i can understand that definitely can understand that depends with point deductions etc but i tell you what he has got to be if you're naming three names today anyone in the local media the national media he's got to be right up there because the job that he's doing liam and the performances they're putting in away from home in the toughest not just in the country but in world football coming to these games is quite astonishing with what he's been given to work with.
0: Now, the, the listeners of this podcast, um, they know us well, don't they? They they will they know, do. they they will know. People may say we overshare from time to time. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe a tiny bit, um, yeah. as evidenced by about 10 minutes ago on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the people of this podcast will know that as much as we we love them, we love this podcast, we love spending time uh, chatting away. Yeah, We don't do loads of prep for the podcast. And it's not not massive. No, and it shocks me how often we're on the same wavelength. You it really does. Be. You're as as you've already said. You're still away, sunning it up. Um, mm-hmm. I was working earlier today. I've written a piece uh, there that go. by the time this podcast comes out on uh, on Wednesday, will yeah. will already be out. And I wrote right. a piece arguing exactly what you just said. Oh wow! Exactly, exactly that, and I, I promise we have not spoken about this before the podcast no, never, started. No. Um, I think no, it's good. There's not a lot of prep. Sometimes you can be too scripted. You need to have um, a little bit of going off. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Ever the professionals. Um, and no, I, I, I argued the exact same thing. I, in fact, I went sl- maybe slightly further to say that regardless of Europe, we're talking mm-hmm. about the here and now, where wolves are and where they've come from. Yeah, I think I think it's. Not only is it a resounding yes that Gary O'Neill should be in the running, I'm not saying he wins it, I'm saying he's yeah. in the running yeah. for manager of the season. Not only is it a resounding yes, it's also disrespectful to the job he's done to say he isn't in the running at this point. Like I, think, I think he is without a doubt in the running. And the, and some of the ones you mentioned, so Rob Edwards, I think especially if Luton stay up, has to be in the running for that. I think that's, that's an obvious one. Um, as much as it's... It, you know, pains us to to say it. If if Villa get anywhere near top four, um, or get top top four, you know, Unai Emery is going to be in that conversation. Um, and then you're looking at the winner of the league, so it's probably someone between Klopp, Arteta, and Guardiola. Probably one of those comes in. If you're going to pick four four names, yeah. Yeah. right now, one of those three, um, Emery, O'Neill, and, um, and and Rob Edwards I'd for me definitely. are the four you pick. Yeah. And I think Gary O'Neill's got a very good argument. You can make arguments for all of them for obvious reasons. But I think there's a very, very good argument that, that he uh, wins it as well. But he's certainly, for me, and there's no argument here, my my absolute belief is that he's in that conversation. He's mm-hmm. in the running for for, for winning it. Um, and that's testament to the work him and the players have done. Um, I've used this example a lot, and I haven't used it for a little while because I, I didn't want to overuse it, but I'm going to throw it in there again. This is a group of players that June Lopetegui said publicly were not competitive enough or good enough yeah. to to do well in the Premier League this season and it's by and large the exact same team, bar maybe even you know, losing Nunes in a couple of additions mm-hmm. coming in, but maybe arguably slightly weaker if, in, in some ways um, and look what they're doing um, Gary O'Neill's been a breath of fresh air the players have been excellent um, by and large and they if they're not in that conversation then whoever's making that argument is, is Blinded by some sort of bias, bias or ignorance. I think if you know football and you follow the Premier League, you have Gary O'Neill in your top three, four, five managers for for the running for that that uh, that award. He has to be.
1: I um, at the start of this season, I put Wolves into a sector or a segment that was entitled the Glob Mini League. Now, people who do not are not aware of the Glob. It is basically. A lot of teams who were packed together, who could finish amongst, you know, could, could quite very similar-ish. They're going to win games, they're going to lose games, but you need to finish high in the glob. You don't want to be, the, if you finish at the bottom of the globe, you're going to be in a relegation battle. And the idea was to finish towards the top of the glob. But it's basically a lot of teams that you could mix up and they could finish, you know, anywhere from the bottom of the, bottom of the pack to the top of the pack. And it's up to Wolves to finish towards the top and they don't have to worry about relegation. I'm going to give you the latest glob mini league. Okay, Liam? I'm ready. This is the latest glob mini league. Fulham, 29 points. Bournemouth, 13th, 28. Brentford, 14th, 25. Playing at this moment in time against Man City, 0 0. Palace, 15th, 25 points. Forest, 16th, 24 points. Everton, 17th, 20 points. We're, we're disregarding Luton, we're disregarding Sheffield United. Burnley, probably down 13 points 19th now there's one team Mr. Liam Keane who I have not mentioned and that's because as of let me just check on my phone Tuesday the 20th of February at 4 10 p.m. Barbadian time (laughs) 8 10 p.m. closet room broom cupboard basement Bed of Liam Keene's cellar, Time UK. Wolverhampton Wanderers are officially out of the glob, baby. They're out. They are out. They are out. There is no way back in. Wolverhampton Wanderers are officially looking up the table, and not down. We are really cooking now. And when I say cooking, oh, you can smell. You can start smelling it. Because 11th place, Liam, 11th place, 35 points from 25 games played. Two points away from Newcastle in eighth, which should be a Europa Conference League spot. One point away from West Ham in ninth, who are bottoming out, by the way. They are sinking quickly. Liam, there comes a time when we need to seriously start thinking about Wolves and what they can do this season. And it's still up against it, but they have called them they have brought themselves out of the glob. And if if they can get two or three more results in the next four or five games, you've got to say they are slap bang in this baby. This European hunt, they are slap bang in. It's
0: it's it's not easy. No. It's not easy, but Wolves. Similar to the Gary O'Neill point I've just made, they're in the conversation, they're which is the first the time I've probably said that to be honest and sort of admitted it. I've always felt, and I do to an extent, feel that um, Wolves might run out of steam. They might not have, you know, the squad maybe to 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 tough it out and make it. But what is going in their favour and goes against that point of mine is that at every point the Wolves have had a setback. They have bounced back very quickly. I saw your tweet after the the Spurs win with you know the the, te- the teams that Wolves have lost to, and then either mm-hmm. immediately or very quickly afterwards the teams they've beaten, um, and they've done that a lot this season. And they did it again the other day. Uh, they lose Mateus Cunha, they lose to Brentford, and they go and beat Spurs and a and, and well worth the win. This Wolves team at the moment, and, and to be you know to their credit, pretty much all season, don't know when they're finished. Don't know when they're done. Never say die. And that is a brilliant, brilliant characteristic, a brilliant trait to have if you want to go up against teams to finish in a certain position in a league. It's in Wolves' hands (coughs) not not to necessarily do it because the points obviously are against them as it stands. Mm
1: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. But it's in their hands to change that, to to have that momentum, to make that change, to turn the tide they they've got it there. They've got Newcastle coming up soon in the league. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they've got opportunities and the traits they are they're showing or have shown so far this season put them in a really good place. I'm not gonna to get too carried away. I do still think there's a lot that they, they've got to do of and course, there's a couple of things of going course. against them. But there's an opportunity there, and that to, to even have said that after the summer they had is again testament to to the work that's been done. It's um it, it's been a remarkable turnaround.
1: It's astonishing you brought that up, uh, Liam, about the teams that they lose to and then the teams they've gone and replied to, are, you know, top six teams. It, it's it's already a, a memorable season, regardless with what happens. Some of those results people will remember for a long time to come and not just in the league and the FA Cup as well. Um, what I would say, and this is, you know, we, we talk about Wolves rebounding and they lose the, the poorer side or, in inverted poorer sides, and, and they go and prove people wrong away from home. If they are going to do something, if they are going to do it, and they do yo-yo, Wolves have to beat Sheffield United on Sunday. They have to win. You know, you can't go to Spurs and then lose to Sheffield United. You've got to win at some point. And we'll come on to Sheffield United in a little bit. But they need to win that game. And they should win that game. Sheffield United are like a sinking ship. Don't Don't take them lightly. And they might have to change a little bit. They might have to play a little bit different to what they did against Spurs. Absolutely. But if you're going to do it, you've got to beat Sheffield United at home, and then take away the FA Cup Liam. And this is what I'm looking at fixture-wise. You've got Newcastle away, you've then got Fulham at home, and Bournemouth at home. Then you've got a break, and then you've got Aston Villa away on March the 30th. Now, Liam Keen, Wolves don't need to win all of these games, absolutely not. But you've talked about we've discussed where they are in this Premier League table, two points away. A potential european slot with west ham still in europe with brighton still in europe with west ham starting to sink and struggle Wolves can beat sheffield united and then you've got newcastle away tough game but look they're going to be galvanized what they've done away from home this season and also newcastle by the way are letting goals in at the back and then you've got back-to-back home games against fulham and bournemouth where I'm not saying you're going to win both games, but you should be looking to get four points in those two games. Then you've got a break, and then you've got March the 30th, Villa away. Now, if you can be in amongst it, maybe even slightly better than what they are, and ahead of the curve of what we're discussing at this moment in time, after those four games, take the FA Cup to one side for a minute, and then you've got that Villa game on March the 30th, which will have been about seven... Seven and a half weeks for Matthias Cunha's injury. I'm not saying that Cunha is going to be back before then, but if you can get to a situation in these games, which are, you know, three out of the next four, Sheffield United at home, Fulham at home, Bournemouth at home, if you can get to slightly better where you are now, and you get your main striker, your main number ten back, maybe whether that be on the bench or on the pitch or close to coming returning. For the last few games, the last 10 games of the season, the last 8 games of the season, goodness me, Liam, we have got a story on our hands.
0: And then that becomes potentially all in Wolves' hands, even from a points point of view, depending I on how. I completely agree. Exactly. I completely agree. Depending on how the next few weeks go, that that could be them putting themselves in Europe and just having to see out the Maintain. final of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. The fact that we're even having this conversation is almost unbelievable because Wolves it's insane. Were, and to the point I've made in this this article, talking about you know why Gary Neal should be in the running for, for manager of the season, is that there were so many things going against Wolves for the start of this campaign. The, the financial issues, June Lopetegui's um, I suppose behaviour in some ways, and then obviously mm-hmm. leaving the club, mm-hmm. um, the size of the squad in general. Anyway, it's clearly got a few holes here and there, a few gaps. Very talented individuals, but players low on confidence and needing someone to pick them up. And Gary Neal has managed, by and large, to do an almost perfect job in galvanizing a squad that needed an arm around the shoulder. and And they've got it's got them this far. Um, is it going to take them to that next step? That's that's the challenge over the next few weeks and, and months. But um, to even be in the conversation for it is a is a, a truly remarkable feat, and that's why. My point is, right now, Gary O'Neill is in that is in that conversation, regardless of getting Europe. I think he has to be because of the context of where Wolves have come from. It's been it's been brilliant. It really has, and it, it's been. You know, you you, you sit there and, and you watch them win at Spurs, and and the manner in which they win, and then I'm recording a video of Gary O'Neill and the players going over to the fans, and um, it's an easy comparison to make, and a lot of fans have made it. We spoke about it on here before, but it really does feel. Like the early stages of that Nuno era, where there was a connection, a togetherness, a united feel uh, amongst the players, the group, the fans, you know, the hierarchy, everyone at the club, and they're trending in the right direction. They've got to keep it up. It's a tough. It's a tough ask. It's a tough act to follow. But they've um, they've come this far, and it's it's provided as you, you've already said a lot of very memorable moments for supporters and, and for us uh, this season it's been it's been brilliant hopefully a few more to come
1: yeah and hopefully listen to this and whether they do or not hopefully with what we've just discussed there in these last 10 minutes or so you you're starting to get excited maybe excited listening to it maybe excited to believe and just having that excitement having that or oh, could they no they couldn't just that potential um feeling it, it is absolutely great that they couldn't could they but I tell you what, and Gary O'Neill will continue to play it down and he, and, he, and he will do it. I understand that. But at the same time, I know 100% the players think they can do it. They they don't think that any game, they're, give, they're not giving up any single. They know that they can beat anyone and they're showing that they can beat anyone. They beat the Premier League champions early on this season. They've done the double over Chelsea. They've beaten, They've done the double over Spurs. You know, they continue to 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 win, not just draw or play well. They continue to win against all odds, and that would be the ultimate, ultimate achievement if they can do it. And if they can get a sweat in the process, which I think we're starting to get, is fan bloody tastic. It
0: feels pretty good, doesn't it? It does.
1: (laughs) It does. It feels pretty good. It does. It does. Look, and fair play. And look, like I say. They've got to be Sheffield United on, on, on Sunday for me. Absolutely. They really do. You've got to go there and beat Sheffield. You know, we can't go back and forth. But you can't keep on doing that. Fine, no problem. We know Wolves are not going down. They are now officially out of the Globe, And that's, that's not, you know, if Wolves lose on Saturday or Sunday, they're not going back into the glob. They're, they're just out of the Globe. It's, it's over. The glob is over for, for for this season. But let's see if we can go into that, that upper, upper echelon and, and, and really see if we can... You know um start to hurt a few a few big so-called big clubs uh brilliant news uh look uh, i've got a transition i've got to go from one to another and um, we've got we've obviously talked joyously about the form on on saturday and and the potential going coming up in the next few fixtures um there was some devastating news over the weekend for a for wolves player wolves Loney in in sasha Kalajic. um look acl i think you knew when you saw the pictures and and, and walking off, he knew what happened. Obviously, you know, awful for for his family, for his for his wife, obviously, you know, newborn child. He's gone on loan in January. It's been a disaster really, has not it? And look, first of all, heartbreak for him and thoughts and prayers go out to him. And I, I can't even imagine um, mentally what that must do to you with the amount of serious injuries that he's had. And that's his third, if I believe it, third ACL in five years um really difficult to to for motivation and i'm sure he will he will come back but at the same time and i don't want to talk about it in a i don't want to talk about it without any compassion because like i say we all saw the a documentary a brilliant produced documentary we saw the hardship he had to go through the achievements the the, the dream return that he had but in terms of Wolverhampton Wanderers, in terms of his career, in terms of him playing again for this football club, in terms of him being allowed to go out on loan in January, which we all thought, oh, I mean, you know it could, have ha- it could happen at any time. But I think you know, if we knew what had happened in January and knew the situation regarding the strikers, then, then Sasha would have had to stay here. But that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is you've got to look at this guy who signed a five-year contract. Uh, with a massive injury history and worry about his footballing career but also his Wolves career going forward especially with him having quite a long time left on this deal?
0: Yeah I mean first thing I'll say is feel you know really feel for him you know he's a a likeable guy Sasha Um, you know well liked amongst the players and the staff at Wolves despite not playing a lot of you know minutes and yeah, it's it's a real shame for him you know, personally, as he mentioned becoming a father. I think it was only a week before as well, and that game was on Sunday. So, yeah, week week and a half since he he became a dad for the first time, which is you know a, a huge moment for anyone. And then you you know you come back and you're playing. He scored fairly recently, his first and so far only goal for, for Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, and then a, a game or two later, you go down with this kind of injury. Only I think it was about 11 minutes or so into the game mm-hmm. as well against Freiburg. So. Yeah, first of all, feel <coughs> no, really, really sad for him, really, because he's a he's, he's a nice guy, likable guy, and, and it's disappointing. Um, hopefully, you know, he'll be able to bounce back from this. But he's 26, as you mentioned, he's his third ACL in um, just under five years, actually, uh, closer to four and a half, actually, than it is five, I believe. Mm. But um, yeah, really, really devastating. I, I, from what I understand as well i believe his one when he was at stuttgart and at wolves was both his left knee this one is now his right knee i don't know whether it's better or not having it The i really don't know either way it's it's dramatically awful it's terrible for him it really is um and he now goes into into having some surgery um before we go into you know a bit on that i have to follow up on your point and, and it's it's a difficult one to make in the in the aftermath of a, of a terrible injury to a, a nice guy that you don't want to to happen but I think it's a it's an important point um it was at a time when wolves were a very different club in the the summer of 2022. he came in I think it was the 31st of, of August just before the you know the day before the transfer deadline and um, they got, yeah. got over the line in 2022 um Matt Hobbs of course wasn't in, in his current role at that time. Um, it was a very different club that was um had a very different um transfer mindset. strategy put it that way, yeah mindset as well yeah i believe and and um as much as i don 't want to write him off you know with with time to go it 's been so far i 'll put it that way a mistake signing because they 've spent fifteen million pounds on a player who I think he's a good footballer by, by all accounts, but has a very, very poor injury record. Not just the three knee issues, but you go back, he's had ankle issues, he's had other other, other issues throughout his career. Um it it's a it's a very long injury list when you look at all of the small, medium and long term injuries he's had over. It's over a, a spell huge injury of, list. It's a yeah, huge exactly. injury
1: list, Liam. And and to sign someone and this isn't just, just happened just because of today or you know, or the first ACL, but these question marks were always asked when he signed, you know.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. are giving a five, year, a
1: five year contract to someone who's got a huge list. No, I get that. It's not Hobbes era, it was, you know, it was the She Sellers kind of era under Bruno. Um, but at the same time, to give someone that length of contract um, with that injury history. And I guess they had to do that to get him, I, I understand that, but at the same time, and he had other offers, but, you know, this the, the worst fears were confirmed, and it, and it does look like a mistake, because, well, it has to be a mistake, because, you know, like you say, a five-year deal, like Sasha Kalajic, she isn't getting a transfer this summer, No, he might have done it if he stayed fit and scored goals, but he's not going anywhere, and potentially might not be going anywhere until his contract ends. You know, if you're in a long contract and no one's giving you no, there's no offers that are coming in. You're not going to release yourself from that contract because you've, you've picked up injuries. That's what the football club decide to give you that length of contract, regardless of how many injuries you're going to get. You can't just write it off and go, sorry guys, I'm not playing for you. That is that they put everything together and they, Give you, they give you a contract and you sign on that dotted line and he's quite within his rights to see that five years out. And I will always say that about professional footballers. It's up to the club and you cannot, fans kind of like, you know, go against the player and say you should do this, you should do the right thing. Like if you are going to sign a contract, if you as a football club are going to put pen to paper, offer a contract to that individual, you've got to take the good, but you've also got to take the bad.
0: No, absolutely no. I think a player, um, when that that money is there in front of you, you, you're entitled to that money. You don't turn it down. I don't think me or you would do anything different. Um, You sign a contract, you you see that contract out unless there's a move that you want to make and you try and make that happen. So, yeah, I've got no complaints there whatsoever. Um, From the club's point of view, it so far has been a mistake signing. It was from a a bygone era, if you can put it that way, um, where (laughs) the club's... Transfer strategy strategy was very different and was becoming a problem, hence why we saw the um you know the season wolves did have and and how they had to get out of it. The good news is they're in a very different place now, and i don't but I don't have any concerns that wolves would make those kind of mistakes again or at least regularly make those mistakes again. obviously all transfers are a little bit of a gamble, so things can happen, but I don't think they would regularly make those kind of errors. I have confidence in that now. Um, but you have to look back and, and judge it for what it was, and, and, and what it was mm-hmm. was a a player who is clearly, as I say, a good footballer, but um, was not the right fit for Wolves at the time. Now, if he can somehow become the right fit in the next, well, it's going to be two years now, really. Having, you know, he'll be off until probably January at this rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but bear in mind, we'll you know wait and see what the you know how the surgery goes, and, and there might be some better news. I've got to put that out there. But I think, by and large, it's it's pretty obvious that he'll be out for a long time yeah. um so you know in the next couple of years maybe he will prove us wrong and it will come back and, and be a player for Wolves but um if Gary O'Neill's still here for example I, I think that's unlikely to happen it, it was quite clear that as much as Gary respected Sasha as a as a person as a player I don't think he was having him as his number nine and um and that's that's the first nail in the coffin before you even have mm. an injury
1: mm-hmm. yeah no I agree um Really disappointing, and like you say, also you know for his career now, you know if people are going to sign him. They've got to understand and factor in the the situation. I mean, Daryl DK, I guess, is, is is a little bit similar to, to him recently. You know, got to got gone to Albion and huge long term injuries and just can't stay fit. But when they do break down, this isn't one week or two weeks or three weeks. These are huge injuries that that take out of you physically, but also mentally. Um, so you know, like I say, the first most important thing is like love and respect, and, and hope that he's, hope the guy's okay. But yeah, I'm I'm almost certain, Liam, and you probably agree that if Sasha had stayed fit, um, and scored some goals this season, that he would have been available for transfer this summer.
0: Yeah, I think it definitely would have been on the on the table. I think there was definitely people at Wolves that would like him to come back and have an opportunity. I, I don't think it would have been cut and dry that he would go, but. The, the initial warning signs are there that Gary Neal was um was not having him to an extent at the very least. And mm-hmm. um and as I say that's that's always going to make it difficult for a player to, to come back in. So um yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the next couple of years go because he's not gonna be pro- as I say, the likelihood is without confirmation yet, the likelihood is he doesn't play football again now until January, maybe back end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um and that also means probably not a move anywhere that means coming back and getting a few minutes for Wolves in some capacity um, and who knows where Wolves will be so it's going to be yeah very interesting to see how it how it all works out for him um, I, I, there's what's, been a few questions the- uh, about him yeah what's quickly. the latest
1: about his, his, his you know what's happening in the next few weeks
0: so he's having uh, surgery this week um, the from what I was told and I spoke to a few people earlier today is that the likelihood likelihood is that that surgery will take place in the UK um, but it's not clear yet whether he will remain in the UK after that, whether he'll go back to Germany. There's a lot of things to weigh up on this one because Wolves, as you know, we spoke about on here and people be aware, were not prepared to let him leave in January until they had a replacement and then very quickly changed that stance, partly from a footballing point of view because Sasha really wanted to go and play, but also partly from a human point of view that his wife was heavily pregnant. Uh, Lorena was heavily pregnant, and and they've obviously had their child since. So, um, they're settled, you know, in, in in Germany with a with a uh, you know a newborn. Um, I think that will be, play a part in the decision. So, um, we'll hopefully find out fairly soon whether he's going to remain in the UK afterwards and come back to Wolves, or whether he'll stay over in Germany for um, for his uh, rehabilitation. Which, if he does stay in Germany, Wolves will have a massive say in that rehabilitation. A lot of the staff will be involved in that. Um, but they've just got to try and find the right balance and then the the final thing to mention um, there was a question I, I do apologise I forget the name of the person on the tweet um, but someone Jason asked Jason
1: Muda oh is it actually no I don't know I, just <laughs> <said
0: something. laughs> I was going to say you didn't know what the question was how did I fall for that um, <laughs> asking whether um, Eintracht Frankfurt will still cover Sasha's wages for the season despite this injury um, very simple answer yes they will continue to cover his wages Um that as it stands alone hasn't been cut short. I, I'm unaware if there is a, um, a possibility of cutting it short. I think it has to be it has to be within a transfer window anyway. Actually, at the top of my head, so I don't think that mm-hmm. that would be a possibility. So yeah, they'll be paying his they'll be paying his wages, and um, and obviously from a financial point of view, that's maybe slightly better
1: news for for Wolves fans. Great, thank you very much, Mr. Liam Keane. um 45 minutes. I was gonna. I've got a couple of sections. Do I save them for next week or do I go on? We just can't uh, stop talking, can we? We love it. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. Do you want to do? Do you want to do a, a slight keen or no ge- keen game, or do you want to talk about Pedro Neto? You can choose one or the other. Well, one or the other. Uh, ah, yeah. and the other one will be ch- will be discussed next week.
0: Let's discuss Neto next week. Okay, Let's we'll go just to Keno Keno next week.
1: Perfect. Okay, it's not keen or no keen, but it's um, it's a little game that I've got of the Wolves' Lonies who are currently available um, at this moment in time who are playing away from all the Hampton Wanderers. Keen or no keen, over one and a half games, will they play more than one game for Wolves ever again? Oh. Ever I, again. Are you, one, you're, not inc- uh, you're not including pre-season here? Over one and a half games, so you've got to be two games or more. These are... Your, these, this. What's happening? Two games or more, has to be senior, has to be a Premier League or League game. Okay. No cup fixtures, no Carabao, no FA Cup, no substitute appearances. Has to be League game. I like this. I like this game. OK. Over or under one and a half. OK. Ooh. You ready? This is, this oh. is quite an, an adaptation of keen or, or not it keen. Is. I'm enjoying it, it. right. Okay, I'll tell you what. Well, I tell you what you, if it's over one and a half, then you say keen. If it's under one and a half games ever for the club, you say not keen, okay? Okay, okay. okay. it's a hybrid keen or not keen. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Key, Jana, Hoover. Keen or not keen? <laughs> I... I, knew, I <laughs>
0: I don't know why, I sort of knew he'd be the first one you'd mention. I don't know why. Just I don't know.
1: I've got I've got ten names for him down here and he was aches. I don't know why I chose him
0: first. Oh, we on the same wavelength once again. Mm. Um not keen. I d I, I don't think he plays a single minute for Wolves ever again. Okay. okay. Sorry, no. Keith, you're listening, lad. So I I've got nothing against the lad. I, I, yeah, no. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but no, I just I just can't see it. don't. I, I yeah. A couple of championship alone, didn't do well at PSV before that. I just yeah, I I can't see it. Chem Campbell. Ooh, it's a tough <laughs> one. That you know, that is a tough one. I, I like know he's a toughie. I like him as a player. I do. I think he's. I think he's a, a talented player. He didn't do particularly. He wasn't awful, but not like outstanding at Charlton. Obviously, back out of Wickham now. It's not as cut and dry as my last answer, but I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna say it again. and I'm gonna say not keen. I think not I think keen. He, not keen he, on he, Chem. He probably moves on and plays for a. Football League club and maybe creates his career elsewhere.
1: Okay, do you like the game so far or not?
0: I'm actually I'm loving this game. It's brilliant.
1: <laughs> Next one, I like it. I like this. Chiquinho. oh Chiquinho. Ooh. keen
0: or not keen? Well, his loan out in Portugal is going, you know, fairly well. Um, yep. From what we saw when he was here under Bruno before his injury, looked to you know a a good player, very raw, but I think there was there's a player there. Again, it's a tight one, but I'm gonna say Keane.
1: Oh,
0: I'm gonna say really. Keane. I, think he, I think he comes back, whether it's next season or not, I don't know. But I think he comes back and I think he plays for Wolves again.
1: In the league, more than one league. and a half Premier League games. In, I'm gonna, I'm sticking by it. Wow. Okay, that's a shock. I'm gonna say not Keane, but um, I, well, I'll, we'll will see, we'll see. Okay, who do we go for next? Okay, here we go. Um, let's go an easy one. Louis Molden. Ah, oh, that's a tough one because he's
0: he's very highly rated, Louis. Actually, mm. you know the, the the I think people at the club think very highly of him. He's done really well in all of the loans he's gone on. He's obviously got in League One now with Northampton. He's got himself playing mm. there as well, yeah. having been in non-league before that. The only thing that goes against him here, or not not the only thing, but the biggest thing, is that goalkeepers are so difficult to mm. to break in at your first club. They often go Agreed. away and and create careers elsewhere and come back to that league or whatever it might be. It's a really tough one that it's a really, really tough one. Uh, Just so I don't drag on too much. I'm going to say, and this might come as a surprise. Oh, I'm going to say Keane.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, There's
0: there's something, there's something about Louis Mold. I think he's, people like him. Um, I think he's a very good footballer. Um, it's all about timing with goalkeepers Wolves I'm not saying anything will necessarily happen soon but with his age if the timing's right it could, something could happen so I'm going to okay. I'm going to go for it but I think he probably has got a few more loans in him yet before he gets to that point
1: love it something about Louis Maldon do you remember a show called um, as, I, as I digress no, probably probably before your time Kino there's something about Mary
0: way before my time mate
1: oh interesting google it very interesting Oh, I'm there's... worried now there were some, some, some lawsuits afterwards. Funny, though. Um, okay, uh, next one. Keen or not keen? Yerson Mosquera.
0: Oh, this is an easy one. This okay. is an easy one. Keen, mm-hmm. absolutely keen. Yeah. Gary O'Neill cannot help himself but keep talking about Yerson Mosquera in press conferences. and
1: I, And that's not a criticism. I love it. <laughs> I think it's brilliant, and you're, you're you can... you're, you're asking you you're trying to talk about Jose Sar. You talking about Yerson Mascara. <laughs> no. He always finds a way to get back
0: to Yerson Mascara. In in, in Gary's defence, there it, it's not like it's a it's not like it's a question about you know <laughs> Jose Sar, and he starts bringing Yerson Mascara. I mean, there's questions that aren't about Yerson Mascara, and he will relate and he'll bring him in if it's a topic that's relevant. And he was talking. Someone asked the other day about some loan players out on loan and. Um, and he spoke about them and then spoke about Yersin because it obviously sprung to mind. But he does bring him up a lot. Mm. And I love it. Why not? Um, you know, I think he obviously, you know, had a good impression on Gary uh, when he was back before he went over to Villarreal. Um, he's got all the attributes of being a really good Premier League defender. Mm. Genuinely, all the raw, all the raw stuff is there. And it feels like... And we'll see how the rest of the season goes for him in Spain. But it feels like it's starting to click with him. Because there was always something missing. It mm. feels like it's starting to get there with him. And you can see why Wolves invested the, the few mil they did in him um, a couple of years ago. So I, I think it's an easy one. I think it's keen. I think he, he does okay rest of the season. Comes back. And he's in the first team environment next season. And it's up okay. to him to, to work <clears throat> his way into the team.
1: Okay, here we go. Um, Gonzalo Guedes. Uh, for the...
0: For the life of everyone connected to Wolverhampton <laughs> Wonders, please make it. a am not keen. We don't want him anywhere near. Honestly, we he's don't. just trouble, you, mate. He's trouble. You don't don't. Especially
1: have him. with this, the bond that this team are creating. I'll I be genuinely remember, gobsmacked. In fact, I can remember actually, it was a Chelsea game, wasn't it? That he just literally stood and walked for about oh, four mate, minutes. I remember? It was at Chelsea, It was at Stamford Bridge, and me was stood there or sat there, and he literally just walked for the, about five minutes in and around the centre circle. And I'm like, get this guy out of this club. I um, think,
0: if my memory serves me right, I don't think, I think he was, he didn't play a lot. Of, he he, he got was pulled at half-time for Hodge. That's exactly what I was going to say. I thought it was mm-hmm. half-time. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew it. Yeah, that, that wasn't the only game as well, but that was the one no, that, no, that sticks no. in the memory so much for both of us because both of us couldn't believe what we were seeing. And we were, and we were almost beside ourselves with anger watching him. I, I, I honestly, I was sat next to you and I, I couldn't <coughs> help my... I was physically, we were we were j- physically, physically... angry yeah. watching it. I thought, this
1: is fight for the club. What are you well, doing? Well, you wanted to shout out. I mean, you know, it was Bruno once. Was it? No, was, was it Bruno at no, the time? No, I don't no, think no it was, it was, it was Steve.
0: Steve. It was Steve. It was Steve Davis. Yeah, yeah. Steve
1: Davis. And you wanted to shout because he was right, uh, right, right in front of us. You almost wanted to shout above him and I was so angry to shout and say, get your effing arse moving. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I know, like, it was just astonishing for a professional footballer. I know. Um, I know. And, so... and, and it's a
0: shame because he he's clearly a very good player. He's done mm. well on other loans. I, I know Ben Thie didn't quite go to plan this season, but he's playing yeah. Villarreal. He's a, he's a talented guy. Um, but as I've said you know, a long time ago, when he, when he went on his first loan, he didn't even want to be at Wolves in the first place when he came on loan. It was another problem Mendes signing at the time that did not work and um, I will be gobsmacked if he comes back and has any now I don't think it's a 0% chance because it's Mm -hmm. a new manager you know Gary O'Neill might turn around and be absolutely adamant he's got to come back in and play for Wolves Um, but I find it hard to believe Gary O'Neill's not not a stupid guy he'll Mm -hmm. he'll listen to the people around him Mm -hmm. Um, there'll be people there telling him that it's not worth it Uh, you know have players that want to play for you and want to play for this club and unless something's changed I'll, I'll give you know Gonzalo the benefit of the doubt unless something's changed which i think is unlikely then don't bring him anywhere near the club it's, it's not it's worth quite, it
1: it's quite funny as i was saying get your effing ass moving Alana just walked into the hotel room from the gym and uh she thinks she's been shot down but uh it's not <laughs> it's uh it's Gonzalo Guedes so she's she's here now so I better be on best behavior okay i'm enjoying this segment by the way long segment but great segment okay here we go keen or not keen over one and a half games Sasha Kalajic
0: I'm going to say keen and for this really? reason for this I'm reason I'm stunned I'm stunned No 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 I I don't think you will be when I explain I I okay. don't think you will be because depending on how long the he's away for um, let's say hypothetically as I mentioned a couple of times and it's important to mention that we're still waiting to hear the you know the extent of of the layoff but let's say hypothetically it's he's back sort of mid to late December, um, back in a squad sort of January time. He mm. will he will between January and the end of the of, of the season, because he won't go on, on, on loan anywhere, be s gobsmacked no. if he does, or back from an injury no. like that. He'll that means he'll play at least a couple of games, won't he, before you know between then and the end, end of the season. Unless Wolves all of a sudden have got a plethora of number nines and they've got four options to choose from and he's the fifth. Um then he'll I play guess. a couple of games. And whether that's Means he play, goes on to play long term for Wolves, which I think is probably unlikely. Um, that's that's not the question. The question is, will he play too? And I think he will. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I don't think he will, but we'll see. Um, Daniel Pedence.
0: Now, I'm definitely not going um, into one this of one the match sh-
1: this weekend. Just gone. Oh, Goal, con- con-
0: Congratulations, Daniel. Mm. Um, mm. I'm definitely not going to be as strong on this one as I. Um, as I was with Gonçalo, but Pedence is also a little bit of a a prickly character, um yeah. put put it, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And um The Battle of Benidorm. <laughs> the Battle of Benidorm. <laughs> Levante, <laughs> Honestly, oh I saw a picture of that again the other day. I saw I can't the remember video. where I saw it. And it it is one of it was one of the most surreal moments of of covering a club or any pre it was absolutely brilliant. We were, hot, we were
1: hot, we were hung over, we're like Got to go to this game. Probably going to be a training game. Nine men within minutes. Unbelievable. Absolutely insane. Three red cards. Referee had to stop the game. It was all boiling over. It was just a, a bizarre, insane, crazy game. And in that all was our pre-seasons we've been covering. That was our boy, uh, Yes Mosquera. Big years. Getting in and yes. as well. He was, go yeah. on, lad.
0: Um, yeah, look. look Pedent signed a one-year contract extension before going off to Olympia on loan. So he'll come back this summer with a one year left on his deal and um the the intention is to you know they 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 tried to sell him in the summer and couldn't uh, get a deal done um so he went on loan with that contract extension with the idea of doing the same again this summer so uh yeah be very surprised if if that changes again it's not a zero percent because of the fact that there's a new manager in and um you know time has passed since then so there's never it's never zero but it's very unlikely so uh yeah i think he's off
1: i agree I, I think wolves have moved on from that and like i say you don't want that kind of character in the dressing room unless he the only the only re- reason i can see it because i think ability wise he's actually a very useful squad player I you agree. know genuinely and with the wide men that they haven't got, you'll know, we'll have to see what happens to you know, I think he's playing very, very well at this moment in time, Pablo Sarabia. But someone who can play across that front three, who is useful, who can bring the ball, actually, if his head was on, would actually be a very useful addition to this squad. I'm not saying starting lineup every week, but as a squad. But if if you're not on the right mindset, if you're not invested into this team, into Gary O'Neill. Even if you're invested for the first few games, but then you turn, you need to be 100% characters as much as you are ability. And if you haven't got that, and I agree, I don't think it's there, then, then I would agree with you, uh, not keen for Daniel Pedence. A uh, few more before we go, Luke Cundall.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say not keen again. Um, as I'd reported in January, there was um, Stoke and Bristol City were looking at a permanent deal. In mm-hmm. the end, it was a loan without an option, which I think surprised mm-hmm. a few people. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's probably, yeah for the most part, spells the end of, of him playing for Wolves. I think he probably enjoys this loan and probably gets a move uh, okay. next summer. But it, it, one to watch, but I think that's more
1: likely than not. Two to go. One who's actually currently with Wolves at this moment in time. Over one and a half, goal, one and a half games. Keen or not keen. Enzo Gonzalez.
0: Another really tough one. Um, mm. Good game. I think the, the you know the club see talent there, hence why they brought him in. It's one of those um, South American signings where that the club are trying to to bring this kind of young talent and get them in early and do what Brighton have done over the last few years. Um, so there's obviously something there with him. We've seen bits here and there. He's done well with Paraguay re- recently. He's back now with Wolves and um played on last the bench one last for the twenty Yeah, came on for Noah Lamina yeah, last night for um against Albion um in the Premier League two 3 0 win obviously because yeah. Wolves beat Albion whether it's the, the women, the 21s, the men's first team they doesn't yeah, they matter lad. Doesn't matter they go, beat them. So um yeah the so there's clearly something there with him but I'm gonna judge him based on exactly what we've seen so far and I saw a few, maybe three or four times I saw from him um, for the 21s before he went off with Paraguay, I'm going to say not keen. I've not seen mm-hmm. enough. Um, I think he looks very raw. Mm-hmm. But I'll leave that with the caveat of there's a possibility
1: for me to change my mind there. But I'll, I'm, I'm going to go with not keen for the time being. Okay. Um, and last but not least, well, it might be least, if you ask Gary O'Neill, uh, we'll soon see. Keen or not keen? Fabio Silva.
0: Yeah, it's, I think, after all of the dramas, if you will, to some extent that we've had over the last few years with him, um, he's sort of wanted to leave and then decided, know, yeah, been convinced to stay and give it, a, give it another go and hasn't worked out. Um, it's similar to the Sasha question, but actually, answer rather, but it's also a bit more... Um, dramatic, if you will, than that. Uh, mm. Gary's really not having Fabio, and I think that's that one's done. So, I think genuinely, unless he he was really convinced to change his mind, and that's probably Fabio and Gary. Um, mm. I think you would need a change of manager for Fabio to stay around. I think he will be gone in the summer. So, I'd be really surprised if it's if, it's, if he stays any longer than
1: that. So, out of the eleven names that I gave, uh, four. You've gone for Liam, who will play more than one and a half league games for Wolves, and that is Sasha Kaladic, Cicinio, Yersin Mosquera, and Louis Molden. You've said no to Kundal, Gonzalez, Hoover, Campbell, Silva, Gedez, Pedence. Boom. For the record, for me, from all of those names, I will say yes to one, and that's Yersin Mosquera, and no to the rest. That would be my prediction. That's Liam's prediction. What did you think of the game? What do you think of the segment? It was a bit long, but I thought it was genuinely, especially the way that you clarified it. You gave qualitative and quantitative analysis. I thought that was a very enjoyable segment.
0: Couldn't agree more. Excellent work.
1: Great stuff. Well, we said it would be one hour and no more, and we haven't even got to previewing Sheffield United first. But before that, the newest owner of a beautiful detached eleven-bedroom. 10-bathroom house in the West Midlands, Mr. Liam Keane. When you are moving your boxes, when you are making the house yours, what have you seen so far that you would need from? Kettleandtoastman.co.uk to make it just that little bit better, that little bit more special, that little bit more polished baby. Give me anything you want because it's all on this site and I will tell you what's available, Bebe.
0: You really have put me on the spot there. <laughs>
1: I feel, I feel like you're going to And you tell can't me... you can't say another girlfriend. They would have girlfriends. Tell me yet. something anyway. Oh. Oh, oh. I, I feel
0: like now. you've got something up your sleeve. No,
1: no, no, I haven't, I haven't tell me anything honestly, like because this is a great site.
0: Okay, that is By the really way, did problem. you get
1: By the way, did you get any kickback from um, your depends what happens at the end of this year. Crack. No. Anyone one, listening no to it? No one heard it. No one heard, one it. heard it. She doesn't know. She's got no idea. Yeah. Keep it between us. Okay, okay. Right, okay. Uh, so come on, give me anything you anything you need. Uh, come uh, on, uh, lad. Oh my God. This is great. Okay,
0: okay. New kettle. Oh,
1: oh, wow. Is that the best you could come <laughs> up with? Is that the best you could come up with? I uh, gave you... yourself about a minute and a half and you've gone kettle. Crikey. A... <laughs> this, this man knows how to rock. A lady's world, I'm telling you. Uh, Right, kettle, new kettle. Um, How about a stainless steel steel, Swan uh, Kettle Symphony, white, brand new. You can see it's one of those colour ones. So it's all white, but then turns purple as the kettle boils. Looks beautiful. How much? There's seven in stock at this moment in time. 1.7 litre. That's a few mugs of the old char. That's, uh, it's got to be like 80. 80? No one's paying 80 quid for a kettle. who who's excuse me. what excuse quid? me
0: Go on. Our, our esteemed colleague and uh, West Bromwich Albion reporter, Lewis Cox, spent 100 quid on its kettle. What? Yeah, it's, it's Is something he... that we... I, mean, I don't know whether he wants me to say that publicly or not, but I'll, I'll say he it now. Is
1: absolute bonkers? It's something that we uh, we him for
0: quite regularly.
1: What does it do? I've Give got no massages. idea. It
0: boil, <laughs> boils water, hopefully.
1: My God, no. Uh, less.
0: 55. Less. How much lower? It can't be much lower.
1: Low till you go. Keep on going. 32.50. 25. 25. Of your English pounds. And with your extra discount from Kettle and Toaster Man, it will probably cost you 31 pounds, Liam. But 25 pounds to the rest of the listeners. So make sure that you get online. It's kettleandtoasterman.cur.uk. Right, questions for the beautiful people. Very quick, We're just, I'm just gonna, we've got 50 on, I'm going to choose a few at random. Are you ready? I'm ready. Reggie, who has the better hairstyle, Lamina or Totti?
0: Oh, I'll tell you what, they're both stylish stylish mm. men. Um, I will go Totti, just because, you know, he's my guy. He's my guy. I like a bit of Totti. Uh,
1: a lot of people discussing my Valentine for last weekend, and he really did turn... Um, well, he was beautiful, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? He turned the eye of many, I think. Plenty had the wandering eye on uh, on Saturday at Spurs. And that's Nelson Semedo. And people asking, Andrew, Matt, amongst others, can he get a new contract? Are they in discussions of a new contract for Nelson Semedo?
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he, he was brilliant, wasn't he? Um, oh, sensational. On, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and he's been very good, very, very <laughs> consistent. I asked Gary about him recently, actually, which will be a bit on that at some point soon. So, um, yeah, really, really good. Um, so, yeah, he's got about 18 months left. Um and my understanding is that with a lot of these players, Wolves are not in a massive rush at the moment. So, uh, want to keep an eye on. One thing I will add to that is that Nelson's on very big wages. He mm-hmm. is he's right up there with him and Sarabia. Top earners, yeah. yeah, with the top earners at Wolves. So um doesn't mean that it won't happen, but I think there's gotta be some Tough and very honest conversations about where wolves go. So yeah, want to want to sit on. Matt
1: durnell can we play in
0: red every week? I tell you what, the record it might be worth um, maybe for the next poddy going through and looking at the record in red. Gotta um, be, got for the be. whole season. Yeah, they've been it's been excellent. I, mean, I Interesting because I don't think you were a big fan of the kit in pre-season, from what I remember. You weren't too sure uh... on it. Um, do you mind if, uh, what it looks like if they're going to score goals in it?
1: Oh, they can go necky for me. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't mind it. I think it's decent. I think it's a decent kit. And um, I tell you what, it's been it's been working.
1: Greg Ellis says, "Would Europe be a good thing for Wolves, or too much too soon?"
0: I definitely understand the, the sort of concepts of that, and I, I, I get your worries. I do, I really do. I understand it, um, and it's probably on me in my my job to probably analyse that and be and and maybe you know look into it a bit deeper and give some reasons. But sometimes I think it's nice to get a tiny bit carried away and just enjoy what you've mm. got. Absolutely. I don't worry about that. Don't we will cross that bridge when we come to it. Enjoy where wolves are, what they're doing, and if they make it into Europe, enjoy the fact that wolves are back at the big time at a time that they did not expect to be there. So um, yeah, we'll cross that when we come to it.
1: Uh, a few people, including Mike J, asking about Noah Lamina. Traveled with the squad on uh, to to London at the weekend. Wasn't in the on the bench and then played against West Brom like I said, for the 23s the other night. Uh, how did he look? and um, Do you think that he will be kind of on the fringe for a while or will he be pushing to try and get in? I know Chuey was on the bench, wasn't he? Uh, but do you think he'll be pushing to get into the bench uh, sooner rather than later?
0: Yeah, so it, it's an interesting one because um, all the indications really when he signed is that um, he was going to take quite a bit of time, you know, it, and I think to some extent that's still true. It's not necessarily going to be one that, you know, he jumps straight into the team. Um, but I think he has, you know, quietly impressed Gary and, and the the team um, in training. There's a lot more to do with him. I think physically, <coughs> fitness wise, Wolves are still working with him and getting him up to scratch. And then on top of that, as Gary's spoken about, you've got the issue of him being 18 years old and, uh, there's a lot of tactical things that, you know, the players have gone through so much change in getting used to what Gary wants from them that throwing an 18-year-old lad in out of nowhere, you know, they need, they need a bit of time to, to mm-hmm. get up to, to speed, really, not just from a physical point of view. So, um, he needs time. But if you'd have asked me, you know, a month ago, would he have played this season, I'd have said unlikely. Yeah. If you asked me that now, I don't think it's as unlikely. Um, I don't. I don't think it's a shoe in, but I, I don't think it's as unlike, unlikely. So, yeah, I want to keep an eye on. I understand why fans get excited about him, but I think it's also important not to not to put too much pressure on and give him time. Go from there.
1: Good stuff. Last one. Uh, Sam R says, "Does it worry you how bad Bournemouth's form was last season once they were safe under Gary O'Neill?"
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a good question. I think it's a good point. Um, I think the, the difference here is that. Wolves have never been in relegation trouble this season, mm-hmm. so it isn't a case of being safe. I know mathematically they will be safe at one point, um, but I don't think it's a case of getting over that sort of mental barrier of of you know, we're 100% going to be in the Premier League next season. So Wolves don't have that, first of all. Secondly, I think the way Bournemouth played with the squad they have is very different to Gary O'Neill's Wolves and... Mm-hmm. That difference, I think, should be more than enough for them not to, I think collapse is probably a bit of a too harsh a word, but you know, fall off the wagon a little bit towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. Um, it really, for me, comes back to the question, which has been the one I've, I've posed a few times and have done on this podcast again today, is um, whether Wolves are going to run out of steam or not, whether they've got a big enough mm-hmm. squad to do it. I think that's more of an issue than it would be um, yeah, taking the eye off the ball.
1: Yeah. Uh, Excellent. Right. Sheffield United at home on Sunday. Looking forward to it. Um, In terms of team, in terms of the starting 11 on Saturday, do you expect to be unchanged again?
0: Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Now, there is one change I could see happening. Can I can I predict it? You can predict and I think you'll get it as
1: well. Oh, okay. Um, well I don't know there could be two changes that I could see but I don't think that happening I don't think you're thinking about what I'm thinking well you no, I think you probably are mm, I, I think it'd be too defensive I think that one change could be bueno for I know you, but I don't think that you're even thinking about that and I wouldn't either you carry no. on playing your players I think the only thing and you kind of discussed it recently that you can't see this happening but I think Gary O'Neill kind of talked about it that maybe this could be an option and that is bringing potentially Tommy Doyle into the team, and I'm not going to say at the expense of of um Zhao Gomez, but maybe in a three, but I agree with you that I think it'll be the same team because I think you've just got to go in and you've got to score goals and you've got to try and beat them as you are at this moment in time
0: yeah that that's the exact one i was I was thinking of as a as a possibility now there are the two options as you mentioned there it's in replace of Jao Gomez. Or Mario Lamina, but I think that's probably more unlikely. Um, mm-hmm. Or he comes in and it's a three. And that means either dropping a forward. So you're probably looking at Sarabia and then you play mm-hmm. uh, Neto and Huang together. Or... And this I think this is even more unlikely, if I'm honest. You drop one of the centre-backs and okay. you play a back four. Now, I don't think he will do that. That feels to me like far too big a change that is necessary for Wolves to win this mm-hmm. game. But um, they're, they're the sort of options, really, if you're going to play that three midfield uh the reason why i, I could see tommy Dore playing is that i think this game will suit him a lot really you know uh, and bear in mind he played the the uh, reverse fixture uh started that game as well um wolves are going to have a lot of possession wolves need to break Sheffield united down and it's an issue they've had against teams that are going to sit in like brentford did and like others have and um wolves have not dealt with it as well as teams that come out so you potentially will need Tommy Doyle to unpick and unlock a defence. And uh, and mm-hmm. that is the biggest uh, reason for bringing him in, as well as him, of course, doing very well um, when both Mario and Zhao were, separately were, were unavailable. So, yeah, it, it would be interesting to see. And, and if he, I, to be honest, I don't think he will start him. I think he will keep him on the bench. But I think you see Tommy Doyle come on if the game's not going to the way Wolves want it to. I yeah. you've seen him come on quite quickly in that game. Um, similar with Brentford, I think he came on off um, for for Joe Gomez after about an hour, didn't he, in that game? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think we'll see that. Um, so there's a couple options he could do, but I think they'll probably be a bit too harsh a, uh, a change, and we'll probably see the exact same eleven um, because, as we as you know, mentioned with the Spurs game, for the players that were brilliant, Neto being one, Jal Gomez mm-hmm. being another, Totty I've mentioned, Semedo was outstanding. But you've also got Paolo Sarabio, I thought had a really good first half, took up a lot of really good positions, and made Wolves tick. And I think it would be harsh probably to drop any of those players. Um, I, I'd be surprised if it's any changes. But um, there's that caveat of of the Tommy Doyle question lurking in the background.
1: Yeah, and and it is interesting, isn't it? I I, I think what I would go back is you know don't don't fix it. Don't don't try and fix it if it's not broken, and that's exactly where I would go with here. Don't kind of overcomplicate it. Um, I think you just simple, you just go with the team that you do. And actually, when they've tweaked it a little bit, even when they've been doing so, it hasn't really worked, Liam, just stick to what you're good at. And also, you know, you can play that four can't you that hype likes to play that for you know you can push ryan out nori up totti can almost go to that that left back you know pedro can 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 cut inside if you need to and 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 they can almost have that that extra attacker in the in the form of ignoring if they are dominated he so can he can play a four so i would go with the same team i completely agree um let's go with some predictions to finish off i'll go first and i'll leave the floor to you liam we've gone back and forth with great Massive wins and then disappointment and yet they've got themselves slap bang in this European race. Liam, it can't just be like Wolves to go and win three or four nil. I don't think it's that's gonna happen. It's not the Wolves way. Wolverhampton Wanderers won. Sheffield United nil. They get the job done, but it's nervy, it's a little bit scary. They're hanging on. They're not playing their best football. Sheffield United have got to try and show something after the last few weeks. And I think they get the job done, but it's definitely, definitely not a classic. But who cares? They get the win. The floor is yours, my friend. And we are giving away the acclaimed, famous, beautiful Red Wolves kit. Of course we are. We have to do it.
0: Excellent choice.
1: Thank you so
0: you remember on the last poddy i said Mm. wolves three spurs one
1: i did indeed my friend
0: you you scoffed at me if that's
1: fair that's fair to say i was
0: wrong um no it was me that said not you you said two two Mm. desmond we were both one goal out but when bellegarde well, it wasn't a great pass from Neto, but he had an opportunity to shoot and didn't. It was one on one, and I thought that was my moment. Yeah, I thought that was it. I thought the three one was coming to fruition. It didn't happen. Oh, a... It did not. But I'm ready. Oh, and raring to go. I want revenge.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I, I want.
0: A, I want a prediction. Oh God! Now I've built this up, but it's not going to be as exciting as it sounds.
1: <laughs> okay. I
0: had... Because I okay. also. Think wolves win. Oh one no!
1: What nil. <laughs> nil. I'm, I'm sorry. I to, I've got to
0: say truth from tonight. To to That's <laughs> exactly what I was going to say.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah, and for all the things that I said, do you think exactly the same? Yeah, not going to be a classic. It's going to <laughs> be tough. Yeah,
0: I think I think it's 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 typical of wolves, isn't it? And it comes down again to those issues of having to break this team down. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a very very. Uh, Pretty game, and I hope I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be the Watford four 0 at Molyneux under yeah. Bruno that that we think of. It could be one of those moments, um, and I hope it is. But it it feels like it's going to be a difficult game, and and obviously the way and the manner in which they've been losing games recently, Sheffield United, you know that they'll want to keep it very very tight. Um, and um, provided none of their defenders, you know, try and break your leg. Uh, <laughs> after that tackle um, on Mitoma the other day. Um, that was horrendous, by the way. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting tackle. So, yeah, it, um, it'll be tough. It won't be pretty, but I think Wolves will, uh, will just about get through.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed to get some revenge after that. Disgraceful uh, decision at the end. Uh, one of Fabio's last games at Sheffield United, so let's make sure they get three points. Liam Keane, it's been an absolute delight, an absolute pleasure. We said one hour But you know what we do on this show. We are 80 minutes in. So 80 minute podcast. Sorry if it's been cutting out a little bit. There might be a few sound uh, errors in there, uh, but I think overall you'll be able to hear what we've been saying and we are 7,000 miles away on two dodgy wifi connections. But we wanted to bring the the podcast to you this weekend. Uh, Liam, I'm flying back Friday. I will be back in the country Saturday morning. And of course, I shall see you at Molyneux on Sunday. What time to kick off? I genuinely don't know. So I'll probably need to find that out. Can you tell me and tell the peeps?
0: Uh, I genuinely don't know. I need to probably oh find that out. God, um, I'm pretty sure it's 2 p.m.
1: I think it's 2 p.m. as well. Uh, fingers crossed, three points on Sunday. Myself and Liam shall be there. Thank you for listening, and we shall see you next week. From me, from Liam. Take care. Bye bye. Hi, this is Nathan posting a disclaimer. Kickoff is not at 2 o'clock, as we've just said. kickoff is at 1.30 on Sunday. Please do not arrive half an hour late. Just don't listen to us, two idiots. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. We are
0: the Wanderers in all gold and black you better retreat cos we're on the attack The strength of the Wolf is the strength of the pack We're Wolverhampton, we're on our way back